You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hello, my name is Mike Ufferman. I'd like to welcome you to today's presentation. Today we're going to be talking uh, in brief about uh, a larger topic. And I've called this set of sessions Christ Yesterday, Today, and Forever. And in order to best look at it, in my humble opinion, if there is such a thing, I think what we'll do is we'll go back, first of all, into the first covenant, into the Old Testament, if you will, and take a look at the various designations that we see in Scripture when it comes to God. And the way that we see those typically are the way that they're written when they were originally put in the English language by the translators. And so we'll kind of talk our way through that. Uh, you can go back and uh, look at the uh, references yourself as far as uh, just finding the word God or finding the word Lord in the Old Testament, uh, looking also in the New Testament. And you'll be able to see that sometimes they're capitalized or sometimes they're upper and lowercase, other times they're just lowercase. And so we'll kind of go through right now and look at what you might expect to understand as you're reading them in the various references, uh, the various ways that they're written in the references that you'll find in Scripture. So let's first of all, we'll look at the Old Testament and just in general, uh, you'll see that Lord many times is written out in all capital letters. That would be capital L, capital O, capital R, and capital D, Lord. And generally when you see that word spelled out that way, we're talking about what many times would be written as YHWH. Um, we've added some letters to that. Sometimes you would call that Jehovah. Other times you would call it Yahweh. And I'll give you a little bit more of an explanation on why those two terms in just a minute, or one in, one in particular. But when we talk about Lord, all four letters capitalized, we're always referring to the one true God. Not gods, not uh, you know uh, any other gods involved. We're talking about the one, the true God. Now, that word YHWH um, kind of ties in with uh, the next kind of spelling, which would be the word Lord, but spelled capital L, lowercase R uh, O R D. So capital L, lowercase O R D. And that would be using the word Adonai. Adonai refers to also the one true God. And when we look at the one that has the four capital letters, L-O-R-D, and then this one that has just the L capitalized, capital L-O-R-D, and we have the Y-H-W-H, then sometimes they have combined that with the letters from this lowercase L-O-R-D, or capital L-O-R-D, which is Adonai, and they take the letter from Adonai, the syllables from Adonai, and they move them up into the Y-H-W-H, if that makes any sense. And so you would have a Y, and then the A from Adonai, and then you would have an H, and you would have an O from Adonai, then you would have the W, and you would have the A from Adonai, and you would, with those vowels all now combined, consonants and vowels all con combined, you would end up with Yahovah, 
Okay, that's where you get Jehovah instead of uh, any other pronunciation, Yahweh or whatever you might have. So it's a combination of those two. When you see Jehovah, it's because they've just taken the vowels out of capital L, lowercase o-r-d, Adonai, and they moved the vowels up into Jehovah, the Y-H-W-H. I know that's a mouthful, but I think you get the general idea. Both of them referring to the one true God, but the one being always referring to the one true God, and the other one is a lowercase uh, referring to the one true God as well. And then, of course, we have the, the word Lord, which can, in lowercase letters, is understood to be also Adonai, but referring to a human master or Lord. So not anybody who might be deity, but the Lord of the house, the Lord of the mansion, the Lord of the area, somebody who's in charge. And then, of course, when we get into the word God, we have capital G-O-D, and that basically comes from the Elohim, or El, or Eloah, which is referring to the one true God. Uh, in the word Elohim, though, that we look at in the book of Genesis, we'll see that word there, and it's basically talking about a plural in the sense of God. So it's one true God but with a plurality, and we'll get into that in just a moment as well. Of course, that's capital G, then lowercase o and d for Elohim. And then there's, of course, the lowercase g-o-d or g-o-d-s for God or gods, still using Elohim, but then referring to idols or pagan gods, uh, not having the majesty of the one true God. And so that would be all lowercase. And then finally, we would have a combination capital L, lowercase o-r-d, and then capital G, capital O, capital D. Both of them are Adonai, and that would be Adonai and Yahweh, no, Jehovah uh, combined, okay? So that's uh, maybe a complicated mix. Again, you've got the four letters, L-O-R-D, capitalized. You've got the first letter, L-O-R-D. You've got the no letters capitalized, L-O-R-D. And then you've got the capital G, lowercase o-d. You've got the no caps at all, g-o-d or g-o-d-s for God or gods. And then you've got the combination, which is the capital L, lowercase o-r-d, and the capital G, capital O, capital D, as the variations that you'll see in the Old Testament. And again, the um, triunity of God is what we see in that one where it's Elohim, I am in the Hebrew is referring to a plurality. And so when God is saying, uh, let us create man in our image, there's a plurality there. And yet we're talking about the one true God. In the New Testament, as we look at references to God, we'll see it written with a capital G-O-D. or The letter G is the only one that's capitalized there. Capital G, lowercase O-D. And that's referring to a deity. And by a deity, we're talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, okay, deity that we would clearly identify as God, the one true God. And then when we have the word God that's written in lowercase, all lowercase, then that's a false God. That's no God at all, actually. Um, you would have pagan gods that would be spelled with a lowercase g-o-d. And then we have Lord, as we had in the Old Testament, capital L, lowercase o-r-d, would mean master. Uh, we could be referring to the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ in that sense. And then, of course, when it's all lowercase l-o-r-d, 
then we're referring to, for example, Sir, uh, the person who would be the Lord of the house. Um, he's the Lord uh, in charge of a group of people, that kind of a thing. Um, and so that word Lord would not be speaking of a deity, but would be speaking of a common person uh, such as you, you or myself, as far as that matter is concerned. So we've got the Old Testament designations, or the first covenant designations, as some people would call it, the New Testament, or the second covenant designations, and then that's where we start to look then at this triunity of God, when we know that God is talking about creating man in his image. We know that God, we can see it in Scripture, that God is God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three are one God, three in one. And so as we think about man being created in the image of God, when you consider that God the Father is basically the soul of the triunity, the soul of the Godhead, if you want to use that term, uh, you can see that that would be basically the mind, the will, the emotions of God. And then you have God the Son, the physical manifestation of God. And we would see that, and we can go ahead and make some brief references here in the Old Testament, where you have references to, to the angel of the Lord. Uh, and when you look at some of the texts in the Old Testament, we'll get into some of those in our next session, uh, you'll notice that this angel certainly has God capability and God power. And so angel just means a messenger. So this would be a messenger, a messenger of the Lord. And so that would be the physical manifestation of God before he was manifested as the Son. So you've got God the Father, basically the soul of God. You've got God the Son, or we can go into the Old Testament, angel of the Lord. And you'll see that that's often referring to a physical manifestation of God in the Old Testament. And then certainly with Jesus being born and living out his life in the physical flesh, he's God the Son. And then we have God the Holy Spirit, and of course that is the Spirit manifestation of God, and we know that the Spirit of God was upon the waters at creation, and the Spirit of God is literally everywhere. There is no place that you can go that the Spirit of God does not dwell. And so when we are created in the image of God, we have our own soul, we have our own body, we have our own spirit. So as you're looking at me right now, somewhere in all of this, there is a being that is thinking. I have a mind, I have a will, I have my emotions, that's my soul. And so created in the image of God, I have a soul in essence the same way that God the Father would be the soul of the triune Godhead. And then I have a physical manifestation. That's the part that you see, that's the part that makes the sound, that's the part that breathes, that's the part that has the heartbeat, that's the part that can touch things and that com comes in communication with the world around me. And so that's the body just the same as Jesus was the physical manifestation of God. My body is the physical manifestation of Mike Ufferman. And then there's the part of me that keeps me alive. If you were to remove my spirit, this body would just basically collapse. It would be dead. And with no spirit in the body, then the body remains dead. And if you think about um, Lazarus in the tomb and Jesus was bringing him back to life, his spirit had left his body, but had not left his body um, 
had left his body long enough to where, according to that tradition in that time, if the body had no spirit, that the body would begin decay. And we see that Jesus had power even over the spirit and was able to pull the spirit back into the body of Lazarus, who had already seen decay. And there should have been no way, according to the tradition at that time, that he would have come back to life. And yet Jesus is able to reconstitute the decayed part, is able to reconstitute the spirit coming into the physical body manifestation, which then would have given life back according course to the soul of Lazarus. And so we are all created in the image of God. We all have a soul. We all have a body. We all have a spirit. And this is where the wrestling of our life occurs, where we have to decide, are we going to be soul that is spirit led or soul that is carnally led or body led. And this is the wrestling that occurs every day. Of course, we live in a physical world, in a physical body, and yet we have a spirit that's able to commune with God. And that wrestling of how we will be led, will we be spirit led or will we be carnally led, that occurs in our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, where we make up those decisions in our daily life. And so our next session, we'll look into more detail about God the Son, That's the physical manifestation of the triune God, and we'll see how he's manifested in Scripture uh, in the days ahead as we continue this study. But thank you very much for being here. My name is Mike Ufferman. I work with the Ministry of Zion's Hope, and we have a lot of teaching like this that's available online. If you want to go to our YouTube channel and just look up Zion's Hope, And there you'll be able to see the various lessons. We've got several hundred, 400 lessons, I think now. And uh, each of our teachers has their own listing of lessons. I've got 40 or 50 that are there. Uh, My primary topic being uh, the pre-wrath rapture and the end times. If that's of interest to you, we'd invite you to go there. And uh, each of us has more of an area of specialty, if you want to call it that. But I think it's all really excellent, excellent teaching. Uh, Going back to some of the teaching of our executive director who passed away a year or so ago, uh, Marv Rosenthal, and now this ministry being led by his son, David Rosenthal, as we are trying to have an impact in these end times, in these special times, uh, where uh, hopefully we can help you to get closer to the Lord, have a better understanding of who he is and uh, what he intends for your life. So until the next time, God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 